0: Welcome to Spotlight.
1: I'm so excited you're here, and I'm really excited because this month we are focusing a series on relationships. That's right. It's all about creating your epic or dream relationship, and this is for you whether you're in a relationship or not. Now, you may be in a relationship, and you may be thinking, ah, it's not quite the dream relationship I hoped for and it's something that you want to work towards creating a dream relationship in the relationship you're already in. Maybe you aren't in a relationship at all. Maybe you're wanting to call in a dream relationship or partnership, which you can enjoy in your life. Or maybe you've got a pretty great relationship and you want to listen to this show for some more great ideas. And I just want to share with you the inspiration that I got for this relationship series. As many of you know. A few years ago, I went through divorce after a twenty year marriage. Um my heart was crushed. I really didn't know if I would ever be able to be in a relationship where I felt loved and accepted. I didn't know if that was in the cards for me. I honestly thought when I got divorced, you know i I don't know if anybody's even going to want me. And I just want to celebrate that. Last Sunday, I was able to celebrate my one-year anniversary being married to a man who is my soulmate, who is the love of my life, and, um, you know, one of the things that we got to do is we we had this celebration was I got to take on his last name and just really solidify that union with him, so I just want you to know that it is possible, and I know it's possible for you if you're in a relationship right now to, to create that dr- dream relationship that you want. And today I have a very special guest joining me. She is a relationship expert, somebody who has been married for many years now. I'll let her share more about that. Uh, She is a coach. She's actually writing a book on relationships. And I'd love to welcome to the show Loretta Wetzel. Loretta, are you there?
2: I am, Allison. Thank you so much for this opportunity to be with you today. I'm so excited.
1: And you're calling it all the way from Chicago, Illinois. Is that right? I am indeed. I am. And, you know, I've been so blessed
2: to be able to become a prominent family entrepreneur and relationship expert, a business owner, and a transformational leader. And so you're listening to a more experienced person now, but 11 years ago, Allison, that was a hot mess. And so I really <laughs> didn't know. I really didn't know what I wanted in life. Like I worked in corporate America for 15 years, and I did what was expected. Like you, you go to work early, you stay late. But I was sacrificing precious time away from my family. And then my boss called me into his office one day. He says, "Loretta, since the company is in a corporate merger, we're going to have to let one of our top managers go." And it's going to be you. And I thought, what me, the dedicated employee who showed up daily for 15 years and who lived and breathed a corporate culture. Like the, bu- the boss, had just pulled a rug out from underneath my seat, And I was so livid. And then after I calmed down, it hit me that I was terrified. Like I had three strikes against me. I was literally unemployed with no potential job interviews in sight. Two, I was graced with age. And so companies were hiring millennials straight out of college and starting them with a third of my six-figure income salary. But three, this was the deal breaker for me because I thought I was going to have to break a promise to my two children in college with out-of-state tuition. I thought I was going to have to call them up and say, hello, baby. Mama lost your job, so you're going to have to come home from college and leave your dreams behind. Nobody wants to do that as a parent to disappoint their children. I don't really have time for the full story today, but what I can tell you is that I transitioned into becoming a successful entrepreneur using the tool of real estate investing, and I generated $80,000 profit on my first real real estate deal Now, I will say results are not typical because normally people don't do that on their first deal. But moving forward, I've expanded my business to include families and relationships, and I have a six-piece system that I've developed over the years with powerful results. And so several parents have personally thanked me and said that their families have transformed for generations to come and I'm also working with couples in relationships so life is really good right now.
1: Oh, well I love to hear that and Loretta. I got the goosebumps so many times when you are sharing your story and I think, you know, one of the reasons why I feel so passionate about talking about relationships and this relationship series is because I remember what it was like to have no hope. I remember what it was like to feel totally crushed and defeated. And I think that's part of your story, too, feeling crushed and defeated. And then, you know, here's where I was, and now here where, here's where I am now. And if you're feeling crushed and defeated, it's okay. You can make it. <laughs> you, can, you can be there's, you a, there's can greener grass it. on the other side of the fence. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you can. And, and I just want to reiterate that 11 years ago, when you were a hot mess, you were married to the same man that you're married to today, right? Isn't that wonderful? We have one... Rule. Well,
2: we have several, but here's the main one. It's the roller coaster rule. You wanna know what that is? Yeah, of course, the I do. Roller... <laughs> okay. Well, the roller coaster rule is this: when you ride a roller coaster, when you hop on the ride, there's only one rule. You can't get off the ride until the ride is over. In our marriage, we go by the roller coaster rule. So until one of us transitions into our next life, we've both agreed to stay on the ride. That's our that's our primary rule.
1: Mm. I love that, and I want to I want to dive deeper into that. Oh yeah, I want to dive deeper into that um, a little bit later. You know, what do you do during the downs? How do you stick with it? Um, What? How do you make the most of the highs? But. Uh, first, I just want to share a little bit more about your love story, because I just want to say Loretta and her husband, Perrin were able to join us uh, for a retreat. I mean, you've joined us for several things, but I'll never forget. You were able to join us for a retreat in Costa Rica over New Year's a couple years ago. And I just admired the way that you two loved on each other and treated each other. I remember this moment when we were staying at this resort, and on the, the resort, we had the whole resort to ourselves, there was this waterfall. And so you would hike down this from the where the resort was, down this muddy, you know, kind of crazy rocky trail. <laughs> to this gorgeous waterfall. <laughs> Do you remember that? And I remember I there was know. a couple levels. So there was the bottom level and then the top level. And the top level was some really cool things that there are people climbing up there and I'm like and, and to get to this top level, it was like a slick and treacherous climb up there. And I'm thinking, ah, you know, maybe you know, maybe it's only the twenty and thirty year olds that come up here and, and um <laughs> and <laughs> before I know it, I see Loretta and Perrin coming up and You guys were just helping each other up there and uh, made it to that top level of the waterfall. We had this beautiful experience together. But just throughout that whole uh, retreat, and Gerald and I weren't married yet. We were doing the retreat together, and we were in a relationship, but we weren't married. And I remember looking at you that whole time and thinking, wow, they have such an epic relationship and such an epic marriage, and, and so many times I was picturing myself, you know, I hope that You know, in 10 or 15 years, you know, Gerald and I have that kind of epic love story and relationship. So I would just love to hear a little bit more about your story, how you met Parent? how long you've been married, um, just a little bit more about who you are as a couple. Well,
2: it's interesting that you should mention that story, uh, Allison. I loved uh, being in Costa Rica. and Yes, we had our challenges getting up to the top, and we were determined that we would make it, and uh, we knew that uh, we wouldn't leave each other behind. And so that's typically how we approach things in life, although I will tell you our first date was a bit unusual in a sense that um, our first date was a chess a match. I know it sounds kind of oh, really? weird. Yeah, but um, I grew up as a child. Uh, my dad worked um, t- worked as an entrepreneur and also worked at the post office. And so he pretty much worked six days a week. So Sunday afternoon was our time. And he always played a game of chess with me. And so I grew up playing chess, and I wasn't used to being beat. So I'm competitive. I like to win. So my husband well, then, um, you know, we went on our first day, and he says, oh, well, I play chess. And so I said, okay, well, come over. And I knew I knew I was going to beat him, right? Because I'm competitive in that way. Of
1: course. It,
2: Uh, And and so we were playing chess. I think I had white. He had the dark, so I moved first. And um, he beat me. (laughs) And I'm like, what? (laughs) This wasn't supposed to happen. And he had this this very quiet mannerisms. He's an accountant by trade and also a real estate investor. But he just smiled. And um, most people would think that, well, man, maybe you, sh- you-, you should have let her win, and I'm like, no, I appreciated that, because I'm like, oh, this guy has a competitive spirit, I like it, I was attracted to it, so that was actually a You know,
1: I have, to, I have to jump in and share a story here real quick, because this just reminded me of this, because I love this idea of uh, competition and, and friendly, you know, loving competition and sparking competition within relationships. Um, Gerald, for his bachelor party, his brother Clint said, hey, I want to take you out, and when I say bachelor party, it was the bachelor party before our one-year anniversary slash, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> celebration uh-huh. of me taking out his name. So this was just a couple of days ago. So his brother said, hey, I want to take you out. I want to go bowling. And Joe said, hey, why don't you just come with us? And he said, let me come on your bachelor party. He said, yeah, just just come along. And so we went to, to go bowling. And uh, I remember the first game, his brother just demolished us. But I won the second game. I, I pulled it out a little bit. And then Gerald says, okay, I've got to beat you at least one game. And so the third game of bowling, there he was. It looked like he was going to win. in the last minute, I pulled out a tie. <laughs> so then I got the overall highest score. And he looked at me, and he just said, it's okay. I really respect you for beating me on the night of my, my bachelor party. And uh, it's just a good reminder you're really good at a lot of things it keeps keeps me humble keeps me humble so <laughs> I, I love that so much but um so you had your first date was a chess match and uh sounds like you admired his ability to beat you and what what happened after that when did you guys end up getting married
2: well actually we both Attended the same undergraduate school in Iowa, Luther College in Decorah, Iowa. He actually was a year ahead of me. He proposed to me um, my senior year, and I explained to him that I did not attend undergraduate uh, school to receive my MRS degree. And so he had to wait. And he said, okay. So he waited a year, and I graduated in May, and then in June, we were married, and a wonderful outdoor ceremony, and that was 41 years ago.
1: (laughs) Oh, congratulations. Wow, 41 years. That's four decades of riding the roller coaster. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, what a beautiful <laughs> <Exactly>. love story! <laughs> oh, I love that. And tell tell me tell me some of your moments that stand out the most during those forty one years.
2: Oh my goodness! Well, we have three beautiful children. They are all grown and independent and successful in their own right. And so, being able to to do that together is. Definitely a highlight. We did have the opportunity of a luxury, if you will, to not have children run away because we were still really finding out about each other and our likes and dislikes. You really don't know a person overnight. It takes a little bit of time. So um, we spent some good times together, and both of us have one thing in common. We both love to travel. We have many things in common, but when it comes to having fun, we like to travel. Mm -hmm. And so I can tell you, both of us have been to five out of seven continents in the world. We're just in Australia and Antarctica, so it's our goal uh, to do that uh, and uh, visit all seven continents. And then he also has a dream to go to outer space. So, um, yeah, we got some big dreams still on the bucket list to to go yet. Wow.
1: Well, that sounds fun. And, you know, Loretta, we're going to go to break in just a moment. When we come back, I want you to share your most valuable tips for creating an epic love experience and relationship. But before we do that, I just want to ask you, um, will you share with us maybe a low moment too? Because Sometimes I, I talk to couples and I see how epic their relationship looks and I just hear about all the good times and the powerful things they've achieved together. And, uh, you know, sometimes I think it's valuable to realize that there are lows too. So can you share with us just briefly a, a moment when you were encountering one of the lows on the roller coaster ride?
2: Oh, sure. Uh, absolutely. We, we had challenges in terms of, Um, Some of our our children going through uh, some periods of depression, Uh, we've had challenges with uh, alcohol Um, and, uh, you know, being able to just stop cold turkey and to be able to do that and make that choice and decision that, "Eh, you know what, this doesn't serve me anymore. Um, we've had uh, financial challenges where, you know, in the in the past we've had to file for bankruptcy. So, you know, if anyone ever tells you that, um, it isn't like, okay, now I'm dating myself, but it's not like the Dick Van Dyke show or uh, some of the shows long ago where they only show the happiness in the relationship. It truly is a roller coaster ride. You have ups, you have downs, and you have everything in between. But we've we've agreed mm-hmm. that we hold on to each other. So that's key.
1: Yeah, well I love that. All right, when we come back from break, we're going to get some powerful tips from Loretta on how to be able to have an epic relationship. Even if you're already married, that's right. Even if you've been married for ten or twenty or thirty or forty years. Uh, Don't go anywhere when we come back. More epic relationship advice from Loretta.
4: It will be the best hour of your week. Do you feel you have a bigger life's purpose than you're currently living? Of course, you do. Activate your passion as you tune in to Sovereign Self with host Sofia Renea Morales. Become the conscious creator of your own life. Connect with your most powerful and purposeful self in order to make big things happen for you now. Sophia and her guests are doing this every day and are sharing how you can step into this power, too. Listen to Sovereign Self every Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America.
0: You're tuned in to Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson show. To find out more about Allison and our program, please visit soulintuition.com. Again, that's soulintuition.com. Now, back to Spotlight. Here is Allison H. Larson.
1: Welcome back to Spotlight. I'm so excited today to be featuring. Some very, very special people. Loretta Wetzel is with us all the way from Chicago, Illinois. She has an epic love relationship. Well, they've had some ups and downs, but they've stuck together, and it's epic. (laughs) With her uh, amazing husband parents. And we also have joining with us today Lori Richens, who will be doing our Family First segment. She, of course, has had an amazing relationship with her husband. I'm sure you've had your ups and downs, too. So, two wise women joining us today. And today's show, if you're just joining us, is all about relationships. How do you create that epic or dream relationship, whether you're in a relationship now and it's not quite what you hoped it would be, or You are in a relationship and you just want to make it even better, or maybe you aren't in a relationship at all, but you're ready to call in that epic love relationship. This show is for you. It's all about creating that relationship. So I want to dive right into this. Loretta, you said something in the first segment that your relationship was like a roller coaster. It's had its ups and downs, but you've decided there was one rule. You just wouldn't get off until the ride was over. So you've been able to create this beautiful relationship. I love seeing you and Perrin uh, together. We've had several opportunities to, of course, be with you, including an amazing trip to Costa Rica a couple years ago. And I love seeing how in love you were. So what are your tips for creating an epic relationship? Well,
2: yes. And so uh, I have uh, a few tips, but typically people will ask us, what's your secret? And uh, my husband will always joke around and say, oh, the husband has the last two words in any conversation we have. And so when we're sharing that with couples, uh, the the husband is usually kind of grinning a little bit and the wife raises her eyebrows and looks to be kind of funny. And then my husband always says, well, the last two words are always yes, dear. And those are the last
1: two <laughs> words. So we, can, we can kind of joke around I love that. with that. What, what great advice. If there's any women <laughs> listening right now, just tell your husband. You always get the last two <laughs> words as long as yes, dear. <laughs> I love that. Uh,
2: but today I want to share the top three things not to do in order to have a long-lasting and joyful relationship. And I specifically use the word joyful instead of happiness because happiness has a tendency to be based upon circumstances, whereas joyfulness comes from the inside regardless of your circumstances. So tip number one is don't judge each other because judgment has a negative frequency. It has a tendency to be paired with a less desirable outcome or result So those negative negative frequencies run together. So, for example, it might be something like, well, we didn't get X. We didn't qualify for a traditional mortgage, for a dream home, or we didn't get this car, or we didn't get something. And whose fault was that? Is it your fault? Is it my fault? Now you're in big victim and you're blaming each other and it really doesn't serve any purpose other than spiraling in negative energies. So tip number well, one. I have to tell is, you
1: I have to tell you a story about this, Laura. I gotta jump in here because I agree with this so much and I'll tell you I got taught this lesson hardcore in our relationship. There was um one night, um this was a couple of years ago, well, like a year and a half ago. So I was mm-hmm. in Phoenix, Arizona, and I was visiting my son, and Gerald wasn't there. And he told me, Yeah, I'm just going to have a get together with some friends while you're gone. And he FaceTimed me, and he has all of these people over, and he's having like what looks like this party at our house. And I'm like, Really? You couldn't wait like two more days till I was home. You're having this big party without me, and I just I got so agitated and irritated, and I was like, "Oh, he must not love me. I can't believe it. He doesn't even care about me. He's throwing this big party, and I just started judging him so hardcore. We'll come to find out a few days later when he knelt down and asked me to marry him that he was planning the engagement surprise. <laughs> and all of those friends were there for that. <laughs> and I thought, oh, well, that'll teach oh. me to judge him. <laughs> so anyway, me? I agree with you. Don't judge. <laughs> all right. What's your, oh what's your second gosh, thing daughter. not to do, Loretta?
2: Not to do don't try to change your spouse. So there's an Southern expression. You can't lead or you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. Now, there's an addition to that Southern expression. You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink unless you salt the oats. So the bottom line is don't try to change your spouse. I have this thing about order and that includes making up the bed daily. And I used to fuss at him because um, I, this was when I was working in corporate America. I was like, well, I got to fight traffic and I got to get to work and, you know, I come home and the bed's not made and I was fuss, I fussed, fuss. And instead I had to learn how to salt the oats. So we had a conversation. And we came up with an agreement, like whoever is the last person out of bed in the morning gets to make up the bed. And ever since we had that agreement, there's less friction or no friction because we've already agreed. And now it's gotten to the point where even um, I might be the last person out of bed and he'll still make up the bed anyway if I'm not feeling well. He just does it. And so there's so much progress when you don't try to change your spouse but again yes. you come come up with an agreement. And then the third Yeah, chain,
1: I love that. Well hold on, I wanna yeah. I wanna comment on that one too because this is something okay. that um I've had to learn in my relationship and Gerald always says no relationship, whether it's romantic or not, no relationship will ever succeed if its success is based on one of the people changing. So if you're going into a relationship mm-hmm. thinking, I love this person and I'm going to make it work because I'm going to change them, that relationship will not work. And I was taught this lesson in our relationship really early on when we were dating. And um, I had... Uh, I had decided that Gerald was the only person I was going to date, but he was still dating other people, and I knew that, and we weren't in a committed relationship, and he went out on this uh, date with another woman, and he told me about it the next day, and I had super hurt feelings about this, right, and he could tell that Mm I had really hurt feelings, he'd been romantic with her, and... And he's like, well, maybe in order to make this relationship work, you, just, you should make up rules, things that you want me to do differently or ways that you want me to change in order to make this relationship work. And so I thought about it all day, and I remember writing these different rules. I wrote it in the form of a letter. I wrote, like, three different letters to him, you know, little stupid rules, like, well, you know, if we're going to be in a relationship, then you can go out with somebody else. You can't kiss her, <laughs> you know, like, really weird <laughs> <near laughs> rules like that. And not- nothing felt right. Nothing felt right. So finally I went to bed, like, 3 a.m. I woke up, and I just started having this stuff channel through me, and I wrote this letter, and and I got done, I read, I said, this is the letter and I screenshot and I sent it to him. And the letter basically said, Gerald, I love you just the way you are. I don't want you to mm-hmm. change at all. And if this relationship doesn't work, that's okay because you're perfect the way you are and I'm perfect the way I am. And, and I wrote this whole letter and he got it the next day and he just, it totally softened the oath changed his heart. Mm. And he was like, wow, Mm. you don't want to change me. He's like, I do think you're the only person. (laughs) So it was, you know, it was really an interesting experience for me, but it wasn't based on me trying to change him. It was just me fully accepting him. And so I love that term softness. So thank you for sharing that. All right, Loretta, what's the third thing not Mm -hmm. to do?
2: Well, oh, the third tip is to don't make assumptions about what your spouse is thinking. Ask him mm. or ask her. So communication is one of the five key areas couples have the most friction over. I got to tell you, when we got married, um, and I didn't know how strongly my husband felt. Uh, and he, uh, he wanted to go on a honeymoon. But his, his mother-in-law had given us a choice, like, well, I can even pay for your honeymoon or um, I can buy you a huge color TV. Now, back in the day, because, okay, this was 41 years ago, a huge color TV was 19 inches, so I'm just saying. But our apartment was there. We, we, you know, it was sparse, rather. We didn't have any furniture. All we had was... Uh, a bed frame and a, and a mattress and we we didn't have anything else and so I said well honey I think I want the color TV well it turns out he really wanted to go to Bermuda for a honeymoon but he never told me I never knew until years later how strongly he felt about it I'm like if you had told me I would have changed my mind it was okay and he says, "Oh well, I just thought, I just assumed that you really wanted that color TV, and so I didn't say anything." So the bottom line is, don't make assumptions about what your spouse is thinking. Just have a conversation and ask them; they'll tell you. And you'd be surprised because once you communicate, have communication, all things can be solved through communication. You can work it out.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: No. I agree, and the I think one things. of the dangers of of knowing people and being married to them for a while is you, you assume you always know what they're thinking. And sometimes, I've, I've talked to a lot of people, that at the end of long marriages is before they get divorced. They say, this is actually the person I know the least, who I thought I knew the most. And so it's this idea of just having the conversation, not making the assumption, like really getting to know know that person. So thank you so much, Loretta, any final tips before we bring Lori on for the Family First segment?
2: Oh, well, there are other things that you definitely don't want to do in your relationship as well as recommendations for an extraordinary relationship but you do have to wait until the book comes out at the beginning of next year. I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: love, I love that teaser. I know there's there's 41 years' of knowledge being put into that book. Thank you so much, yeah, Loretta. That's what right. Fabulous <laughs> tips on things on things not to do, and uh, I'd love to hear from another wise woman now who's been married. Um, for a couple of decades, Lori Richens. Lori does our family first segment every single show, and uh, Lori, I'd love to hear your wisdom and additional tips today on how to create an epic love relationship.
5: Oh, Allison, I loved the statement that was made uh, about the roller coaster ride because all of us who've been in relationships have the the hills and the valleys that we have to endure. So, I just want to add a bit about what you can do when you find that your relationship is in the valley. How do you climb out of that pit? And I want to give an example. My husband and I went through um, quite an extensive low in our relationship, and I honestly didn't think we were going to make it. In fact, some, um, a wise leader that I had talked with said, when a woman's heart turns, it's really hard to turn it back. That's what his experience had been, and my heart had turned away from my husband. And so now, as a life coach, I work on helping couples to reconnect and families to stay fortified and strong. And I just want to share something I learned recently or experienced with a couple that I've been mentoring. They had a tragic experience with their home, and in fact, um, it was completely destroyed, and they had to uh, move into a new location, and, uh, their relationship was, uh, had been through a lot and they weren't doing very well. In fact, she told me that, um, she would have been fine to just move into a duplex and have him live on one side and her live on the other. They didn't want a divorce, but they weren't really connected. And so, what do you do in a situation like that? And when you just feel like, um, you're in survival mode. And so I said, you know, I can help and it's really not going to be that hard. And I remember what it felt like for me where I thought the steps were going to be so chronic and so demanding. I didn't know that I'd ever recover in my marriage. But I told her, if we get the right things in place, it really won't be that difficult. So if you trust me to help carry you through this, I've been through it myself and I'll share with you some things that can help you. So I'm just going to cover a few simple things that I know ended up making a big difference for this relationship because this couple now is in a very sweet place and I'm happy to report that they have connected beautifully one with another. So the first thing we did is we discussed what was a healthy role between the two of them. Not, It's not going to be the same for everyone, but I wanted to know what they considered to be a positive, healthy role for each one. What does the wife hope for and expect and what does the husband expect? Because the bottom line is unfulfilled expectations are often what sabotage our relationships. So when I saw that both of them were committed to improvement, I knew that it wasn't going to be that difficult, um, but we had to find out what are their unfulfilled expectations. So once we were able to address that, the second thing that we did is we looked for any sarcasm that had infiltrated their relationship. And sad, sarcasm is a very subtle but effective way of destroying um, uh, a relationship. And uh, I loved how humble they were because they were able to confess the sarcastic Um, tendencies that they had. And it can be through the voice, a statement, or it can be the rolling of the eyes or refusing to look at one another. There are all kinds of things that can be kind of under that canopy of sarcasm. So we wanted to eliminate that. And then the, the third thing is we wanted to address common courtesies and restore that simple things. Like, did she want her husband to open the door? Did she want um, her husband to deal with, you know, certain difficult things and you know, that had to do with plumbing or whatever it happened to be? Restoring common courtesies can soften hearts very quickly. It's amazing how when that is... um, brought back to a relationship, how much that looking back in the eye one at another or just being um, simply kind in conversation can help a couple reconnect. But when people have been disconnected for a while, rarely do they feel comfortable with touch one with another. Like they don't hold hands anymore. They um, you know don't do that gent- gentle caress as you pass each other you know, in, in the house, uh, just and not to mention the intimacy that often comes to an end. So the last thing I wanted to, um, share with you is it's one of the techniques that I, uh, put couples through is I'll have them each take turns holding the other person's hand and actually asking The person, so if I was the husband or the wife and I was holding my husband's hand, I would caress the top of the hand and then I would turn his hand and caress the palm of his hand or I would just hold it and then I would say, which feels best to you? Which one do you feel? the sweetest when we are, when we are engaging in this way and then do the opposite for the other person and just getting feedback on what feels favorable and the hands are a very safe way to reconnect where you don't have to expect anything else. You just want feedback on what feels good one with another. And so those are just very simple things, but very effective things to help get you back to that epic place. And I've seen it time and time again. I've worked with people who've already decided they were going to divorce, and um, they totally reconnected. So in in the final um, statement, I'd just like to say that My intention, and perhaps Loretta and yours too, is I want the new lows to be higher than the old highs. That's that's what our goal is, for the new lows to be higher than the old highs. It's just an ascension. It's not like we immediately create this epic relationship. It's something that we work at until we can look back and see all the progress that we've made. So if there's hopelessness out there, there is hope, whether it's through Loretta or Allison or myself, um, reach out, and and, uh, we'd want to help you get to that place that's very sweet in your relationship.
1: Mm, Thank you so much, Lori. What wise advice. And when we come back, we'll find out more about what Lori, Loretta, and myself are doing in the world to help people grow their epic relationships. Don't go anywhere We'll be right back.
3: replay on Fridays at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel.
0: Get Unchained. Influencers Channel. You're tuned in to Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson show. To find out more about Allison and our program, please visit soulintuition.com. Again, that's soulintuition.com. Now, back to Spotlight. Here is Allison H. Larson.
1: Welcome back to Spotlight. Today's show is all
0: about creating an epic
1: relationship. We've had some great tips from Lori Richens, who does her Family First segment. And Loretta Wetzel, who is here joining us, she's been married for 41 years, is writing a book on uh, epic relationships and the epic relationship she has with her husband. And, you know, I really want to acknowledge that people who are desiring or craving a relationship, which they currently don't have, whether they're in a relationship or not, those that are desiring that connection and don't have it, it can be a very painful experience can be very lonely or hard to feel like you want deep connection and you aren't getting it, that you want a loving relationship with a soulmate and you just don't have it. So I just want to acknowledge that this can be very painful and very hard. And of course, today on the show, we've talked about some tips to be able to uh, create an epic relationship in, in your life, to be able to create that, but I want to just talk a little bit more about what Loretta and Lori and I are doing in the world to be able to help people who desire or want that epic relationship. And I do have to say for me, it's one of my favorite things when we do our workshops or retreats. I think we mentioned that uh, Loretta and Perrin were at our retreat in Costa Rica a couple years ago. But it's one of my favorite things to see people either solidify the relationships they have and create even more epic or legendary love and also to see people who are desiring that step into loving themselves so fully that they call the, the love and the relationships that they desire into their life. And so for me, in my mission, what I love doing is helping people see the best versions of themselves, helping people to step into their highest potential and to be in an environment, whether it be through our seminars or our retreats, where they can feel and remember who they really are. And it's when you can remember who you are, it's when you can fully learn to love and embrace yourself, it's when you can acknowledge and see your gifts, your talents, and the things that you are bringing to the world in a new way, that's when you can step into the frequency of attracting the things that you want into your life. And that's also when you can step into the frequency of wholeness. And here's what I want you to hear. You do not need anybody else to complete you. In a relationship, two halves don't make a whole. Two holes make a cup that's overflowing. So be your whole and full self and recognize that you don't need anybody else to complete you. And when you can bring that whole and full self into the world and perhaps into a relationship, then you are going to inspire the person your relationship with to bring their whole self to that relationship as well to bring all of them, and never make yourself little to try and make somebody else in a relationship feel big. Never try to lessen who you are to make them greater, because that's a big fallacy and a myth. You will never make somebody greater by becoming smaller. You will never inspire the best in somebody else by repressing the best in yourself. So if there's one thing that you get out of the show in this relationship series, is number one, have an epic relationship with yourself. And if you are desiring to do that and to see more of yourself, of course, you can always go to legendaryseminar.com and see the upcoming seminars we have. You can reach out to me on Facebook um, I just changed my name on Facebook. It's Allison Maya Rose Rogers now. It used to be Allison Hildebrandt Larson, and I just took on my my husband's last name. So it's Allison Maya Rose Rogers. Reach out to me, send me a personal message, and I would be glad to let you know what we've got coming up as far as exotic adventure retreats too. Those are by personal invitation, so I'd be glad to talk to you about if one of those are right for you. We just got back from Guatemala. Uh, we're going to Nepal coming up. We've got another epic retreat over New Year's. So reach out to me if that's something that you desire. And just remember to be committed to stepping into the best version of yourself. Um, Lori, I would love to hear what you are doing right now to help people who are wanting to create an epic relationship. How are you bringing your greatness to the world to help them be the greatest version of themselves in their relationship?
5: Allison, I remember you had a guest on your show maybe a year ago, maybe a bit longer, and I remember the conversation you had with her regarding um, the damage that some counselors or coaches can do when there's a troubled relationship and you go to someone who actually makes it worse instead of better. I don't know if you remember that conversation, but that really stuck with me, and I remember... Do you remember that? Mm Mm-hmm. And so um, I really uh, am encouraging your listeners to be prayerful, get references. If they're in a relationship that's not particularly healthy right now, do your research on who's been productive and helping them. So um, you had talked about the increase of guilt or shame or disappointment if you're in the wrong place. Mm -hmm. So what I'm doing is uh, I'm working very hard to be the right place for people to come. I speak the language of what it's like to be disappointed or hurt or feeling hopeless in a relationship, and I've recovered from that, and also I came from um, you know, just uh, multiple uh, divorces as, as a child, and uh, so I know what that feels like. I know um, how to um, validate and honor that, but also to give very sensible support to help recover from that. So I personally mentor couples or individuals and we can do through Zoom or um, over the phone or in my personal office space. And uh, you can go to my website at wholefamilymentoring.com and you can see referrals and experiences that other people have had with me. And it's such an honor. I had a, a woman who came in and said that she was absolutely Um, determined that she was going to divorce her husband and he didn't want to give up on her. And uh, they sat together in my office and we managed to get them through that and they have a sweet baby and and, uh, their relationship was restored. And so even if people think it's not recoverable, oftentimes it absolutely is.
1: Yes, thank you so much, Lori. Thank you for sharing that. And I, I can relate to that. Like Going to the wrong counselor can have Uh, an opposite effect and I know that there are some amazing counselors and coaches out there and everybody has the desire to help people, but I agree with you. It does need to be in alignment with what you're wanting to accomplish, and uh, you you do need to be really prayerful and listen to your intuition on what you're going to do and how you're going to move forward. So thank you so much for sharing, and thank you for all you're doing in the world to help families become stronger, to help couples. And Loretta, Loretta Wetzel, you have a book coming out, which I'm really excited to read, (laughs) and and, uh, I know you're doing some other epic things, and you you also uh, do coaching with parents. But when it comes to specifically to relationships, uh, what are you doing right now? How are you showing up in the world to help people have those epic relationships? Well, yes, we're actually, Pam, my husband, Tim and I, we are
2: still interviewing ordinary couples with extraordinary relationships. And um, what we're doing is getting the word out, in the media, in the world, to let people know that there are relationships out there where people love one another and support one another. We want to make that visible. So if you're interested and you want to find out more information about how to become involved in the book, there are criteria to meet that you can definitely connect with me on Messenger or Instagram at Mama Soul Wisdom. Uh, as I, I um, enjoy that particular title, Mama Soul Wisdom, for more details uh, from the relationship standpoint, from a family standpoint, and as an entrepreneur, because I believe in families and entrepreneurship, absolutely. It's so all relationships. And if you want to learn how to start your own business and include your family members as you level up, you want to do that because this is the way to, I believe, the only way really to gain a competitive edge in life. And so you can go to mamasoulwisdom.com and click on the Work With Mama tab. And on that, if you click Entrepreneurship, you can register for my next masterclass which is discover six keys to family happiness and success. And I will be covering the six critical components you must have for yourself and your family, including starting your own business. Like this is the only way to gain a competitive edge for yourself and your family in life is to really monetize your own unique and special talents to be able to work from home and do that. So I'm really excited about the book. I'm very excited in working with parents and families as they start their own business. And as a prominent family entrepreneur relationship expert, I'm speaking at a couple events. I'm I'm featured on my Top Talent JV, which is Monday, October 25th through Wednesday, October 27th starts at uh, 8 a.m. Pacific, 9 a.m. Mountain, 10 a.m. Central. And it's all about relationship building and receiving and adding value at the event for each other. We support each other. There are guest speakers. There are breakout sessions. And so you can register for that at toptalentjv.com and list my name. I'm really excited to share more Mama Soul Wisdom with individuals. And then I'm also, I'm so excited. I um, just signed on to be part of the speaking tour for The Psychology of Winning with Les Brown and Mohan. Yeah, the Los Angeles Tribune and Adora Evans, and we are honoring motivational speaker Dennis Waitley, who wrote the book The Psychology of Winning, and that's November 5th through 7th. I
1: got a lot going yeah, on. Yeah, check that out. <laughs> That's gonna be so amazing. The psychology winning Well, Bye. Thank you so much, Loretta. Thank you, Lori, for being here. Thank you for all of our listeners. And just remember that you are enough, just the way you are. Show up as a whole version of yourself in your life and in your relationships. And uh, don't give up on creating that epic or dream relationship. And. I love you. I love you all. And remember that uh, you can always hop back on here on Spotlight and catch past shows uh, if you go to Voice America and then Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson show. And look forward to uh, having you on upcoming shows
0: too. I'm Allison H. Larson and you've been listening to Spotlight.